Greetings and welcome to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, where we'll discuss the art and stylings of Ryan Marlett. The artwork is all over the place, so be advised it could be fun, but it could be dark. It might be a painting, drawing, sculpture, Halloween prop, action figure or song. Each episode will feature a piece or pieces and the insight behind them. Hopefully you'll like some stuff, other things you may not. No worries. Chances are also that you'll likely be offended at some point but hopefully we'll also share some laughs along the way. Art has always been a part of Ryan's life and this is a way to document his work and share it with you. If you get butthurt easily, consider this your warning. Besides, your mom likes his artwork. Listener discretion is advised. Greetings and salutations, listeners of Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast. Welcome back to the show. This week we're going to feature the Facebook Live episode that was conducted on 31 May of 23. So what we'll do here is take the audio from that. And for those of you that aren't able to join us on Facebook or watch the rerun, you can hear it. So you got a few ways to watch. You can watch it live, you can watch the rerun, or you can listen to it. And so uh, we talk about a couple of different pieces that were influenced by the animated series Adventure Time. And both of them are upcycled thrift shop pieces. I think that uh, you'll enjoy the show. Definitely we're able to kick around some different thoughts and discuss some things beyond the scope of just those two pieces. And we came up with some some additional influence and other ideas. So I hope you'll stick around and listen to this episode as well. It's a little lengthy, but I think it was uh, it was a good time. I'm trying not to use the word as as much as I normally do with uh, fun because even though I have fun, I use it to describe a lot of stuff. But I've always said that if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. So let's uh, let's have some fun and. Listen to that episode. I'll catch you on the end before we say goodbye. Yeah, right. So, of course, Alexander Graham Bell invented the phone. Um, We know that, right? But we don't ever think about how that affected the rest of his family. His brother Taco had some stuff going on, too, and he was very innovative. Yeah, I, right? Taco Bell. So, hey, there we are live. Who's watching? I don't know. We'll see. Comments will appear here if and when somebody leaves them. Hey, folks, welcome back to Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast, Facebook Live. Here we are on 31 May of 23. And... Whether or not you can see me or hear me or join me, I'm glad you're out there. Whether or not you're listening now or maybe on the rerun. Either way, it's appreciated. I hope everybody's having a good week coming off of this long Memorial Day weekend where we honor our fallen 
heroes that have died in combat of our men and women of the armed forces. So make sure that you acknowledge what that observance is actually for. So here we are. We've got a couple of pieces and uh, we're going to talk about some things tonight. I'm going to set this down and we'll just start talking about them. So I've got two pieces for you today and they're both influenced by Adventure Time. I like your nails. Thanks, Sheena Bean. And uh, Adventure Time is a cartoon and animated series that was originally featured on Cartoon Network and has since uh, stopped being made, but you can find it on Hulu. And I find myself watching that quite often. If it's not Family Guy in the evenings, it's Adventure Time. Very wholesome show aimed for kids, but at the same time, uh, I think it's also, it's got some fun adult humor and content, but nothing inappropriate. It's very wholesome and very whimsical and fun. And so it's easy to get on a kick when you're watching a show like that. And I think I'm going to start with the larger of the two pieces. I put on the Facebook earlier today that uh, the before, these are both upcycled thrift shop finds. This first piece I found at a Goodwill in Vermont for $9.99. And it's, it's huge, uh, as they say. It's 28 by 40. It's a big one. It's a big one. And here we go. So this here is Finn the Human in his pocket, Jake the Dog, and down here is Bimo with a little butterfly. And so I wanted to start a series that was very basic in terms of animated characters based on influences from various shows and, and different uh, series and whatnot. And so this one, as you can see, the background is just a very simple forest setting. And I wanted to juxtapose the animated characters across and in front of the more natural looking background. Adventure Time. That's actually the name of the piece. I like Jake in his pocket. Thanks, Jazz. And so very simple, but I like the technique because it's uh, what I tend to do with pieces like this is I'll draw it with Sharpie just to get the general outline. And then I will fill it in with the appropriate color scheme, but then add subtle hints. Like over here, you'll notice like a couple of different shades of blue just to add a little bit of depth and dimension a little bit of extra texture and some shading. And so to me, it was just a, a fun piece to work on. And I probably spent about a couple of days on it. This one I actually finished not that long ago on 9 April of this year. So I will post a larger version of it on the Facebook, a more clean, easier to see. As you can tell, it's, it's massive. It takes up the whole shot. And uh, yeah, there's that. So I'm going to set this guy down. And then the other piece is also influenced by Adventure Time. And this one is called Ice King. So if you had an opportunity to see the before picture, it was a winterscape. And this one is 16 by 24. And here you see in the center, you've got the Ice King with Gunter. 
And then you got Jake up again here and up here and over here. And for those of you that aren't familiar with the show, Jake can actually stretch uh, and change forms. And then over here, probably one of my favorite characters on the show is LSP, Lumpy Space Princess. And she's a trip. She's, uh, she's kind of ridiculous and fun. But I saw the Winterscape. I thought it was um, very fitting. As soon as I saw it, the first thing I, I said to myself was I need to do something with Ice King in here. But if you think this is okay at the time being, watch this. Oh, snap. Yeah, buddy, it lights up. I didn't do that. It's not me. I can't take credit for it. In fact, I didn't even realize it did until sometime later. It's got this black backing on here and a little butt flap in the back, like the little red PJs. And I'm like, oh, there's a battery slot there. What's that all about? And then all of a sudden I noticed there's a little switch right here. So I put the batteries in, turned it on, biggity bam. We got lights. So yeah, it's a bonus. And um, I enjoy working on this same technique. I basically drew everything out in Sharpie. I primarily wanted to make the Ice King and Gunter as kind of the focal piece of the entire, entire work. And then I had some space on either side and I wanted to just do a little bit more with it. So I added more and there you have it. That's that, this one's called Ice King. Uh, both pieces were made using primarily acrylic paint and Sharpie, black Sharpie. I like the thick black line work in the animated style. And um, I've got another few pieces that I'm working on and it's a, uh, <laughs> a bonus butt flap, you betcha. And uh, thanks, Pa. And then, um, yeah, I've done a couple that are similar style, different different shows, different characters, and I look forward to doing more like this. I've found several just reproduced basic canvas art prints, like you can have them made from your own photography and whatnot. And after a while, people get tired of them. They take them to the thrift shop, and, and I'll, I'll snatch them up. Snatch them up, and I will grab it, and I will make something completely uh, that has no bearing on whatever the picture is. But the, the next one that I have um, is based on The Simpsons. And then I have a third, fourth. I've lost count. But another print that's just at the ready. Jazz asks, is it easy to paint with acrylic paint? I actually love working with acrylics because to me, uh, I'm very impatient and acrylics dry very fast. And so it's easy for me to paint with acrylic because I can put a piece down, put some paint down, and... I can work on multiple projects at once. And I often do. I'm, I've usually, if I'm working on something, I've got a couple of things going because while one thing is drying, I can work on something else for a few minutes, come back and boom, it's ready to move on to the next step. So yeah, uh, it is to me very easy to work with. So it's something that um, I, I'll, I'll work with oils now and then. And uh, those are a little more challenging. They take a little bit more discipline. And um, watercolors are extremely tough because of the, the thinness of the, of the paint themselves and just trying to be able to, to kind of have that control. I struggled with painting, period, because I was always a drawer. As a kid, I drew everything. It was always pencils and colored pencils and, and just straight up drawing. And I can't really actually remember when I got into painting because it always challenged me because I had less control. And so it, it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of discipline to be able to just kind of 
work it out. Just figure it out. Try it. If it doesn't work, paint over it. Big deal, right? Jazz says she's going to start getting into painting, going to try acrylic paint first. I, I think that's a good move. Paint can get expensive. It doesn't have to be. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nerd on a budget, and so I will find cheap bottles of paint. You can go to Michael's. They're usually like two for a buck for your, your basic low-end type paints. Sometimes you can get a little fancier, church it up, and pay 59 cents a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Um, your, your glosses, your metallics, they can get upwards in price, but it wouldn't take any effort to, to have a, a full rainbow of selection for very little cost. Canvases are a dime a dozen too. Uh, I recommend going to a place like Michael's where you can get coupons for everything or J.C. Moore or A.C. Moore. A.C. Moore, Joanne Fabrics, all those places usually have coupons attached to it. So don't ever, ever pay full price for it. Or you go to a thrift shop and you pick up an old piece, you paint over it, and then you got a, a, a fresh canvas right there ready to go. And then after a while, if, if it's a piece that you were just trying something on, just figuring out a technique, you don't like it anymore, paint over it, start again. Too easy. What do you think? Who's going to go to the store and pick up some paints? I know Jazz is going to. So only got 20 bucks in your pocket. Well, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's all right. You can get some decent, decent stuff there. Even, believe it or not, I don't know if I would necessarily trust the paint, but Dollar Tree over the last couple of years has really expanded uh, in their their art. And I hesitate to use the word craft section, but it is what it is. Um, shit, it was 99 cents. That was for the thrift shop. And so they have canvas boards of various uh, sizes. And usually the biggest one you can get there, I think is about 11 by 14. But for $1.25, $1.25 and a dream. There you go. That's it. I don't know about the paint. It might be a little thin. Uh, you may want to splurge and go for the, the the Michaels two for a dollar. You can go to Walmart. Walmart's got them. Hook it up. So yeah, I encourage it. And I use it on everything because you can get flat, you can get gloss, you can get satin and uh, semi-gloss. But no matter what you have, especially like I tend to paint a lot of sculpture and other surfaces that are not flat or canvas. And when I'm done with that, I'm going to paint over it with a glaze of polyurethane just because it will provide a protective coating and it'll also add a nice shine to it. But more than anything, it'll just protect it. It'll keep it from fading. It'll keep it from chipping and it'll keep it from, from really just like losing its, I don't know, its overall appeal. And then it'll unify the piece because then whether you use flat paint or glosses, it'll all be gloss in the end right? Do you have any questions about the pieces that we talked about today? Did anybody happen to catch uh, the Star Spangler out and about this weekend? He was out trying to, to land some more uh, sponsorship. He was out kind of rubbing elbows with the nerds at the toy show and scored some stuff. It was decent. Um, I don't want to ruin the surprise. I've got it in a, an already recorded episode that will be on the near horizon. Uh, and she said she heard about him. Yeah, he was, he was there. I saw him. And, uh, in fact, he met some of the, 
the folks from the, the 501st Legion, Vader's finest. So bad guys doing good. Check them out. But yeah, it was it was a good time. So yeah, I got a couple of good sponsors lined up. Um, but I won't ruin the surprise. Like I said, you'll be able to to hear it in a future episode, which this will become, which is kind of cool. It's a twofer because I've been able to utilize the the uh, audio from this to make new episodes. You have a little evil friend next to you. Oh, this? Yeah, it's an old building. Uh, they come and go through the walls every once in a while. It's nothing crazy. But I might be able to see what's going on here. Give me a second. If I remember. Uh, I don't even remember exactly where she is. There it is. All right. This looks terrible. Come on, you. There it is. Yep, that's the stuff of nightmares. All right, enough. No, I said, no, I said late. No. Later. No, you're not going to get ice cream. Settle down. All right, so I found that um, at the end of the Halloween season, I think I scored it at Home Depot or maybe Lowe's for next to nothing. It was on clearance, and um, yeah, I think I paid like eight bucks for it. I got added this. I wasn't even planning on talking about this one, but um, modified the hair, completely repainted the face, added this mesh cloth to it, added this lantern, repainted the hands, and yeah, I think added some PVC pipe just to have her stand up. Good to go. Stuff of nightmares. You're welcome. Sleep tight, Burmeister. So yeah, she just hangs out, just kind of fills the space, keeps me company, you know, put her in one spot, come back. She's in another one. The huge name, no name. That's usually the case with old buildings like this. There's no name associated with it, but I don't know. Speaking of names, you guys had homework. So on the very first Facebook Live, it was brought up that the listeners of Marley Ramon's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast needed to have a name. So what's it going to be? She has nothing in the Halloween hides, baby from the barge. <laughs> that is true. Doll in the hall. Have you put any thought into what perhaps you would like to be referred to as? I know that uh, Beth dropped talking hard in there, and I love that uh, that play on words because we're going to indeed talk hard every time we get the chance, right? But I need a name. I need something to, to refer to you as. And uh, hard talkers. What do you think, folks? How does that look? Survey says, let's pull the audience. Judges? Oh, I got a thumb here. Those little floaters are cool. I don't know how those work. Somebody send another one. I'm going to try to get it. There it is. Nope. 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 Got it. Oh, hey. There. Nope. Mm. I'll keep trying. But uh, yeah, hard talkers. Do you like that? 
Is that going to fly? Or are we going to stick with that? That's a big girl. You won't hurt her feelings if you if you got another solu another uh, alternative solution. What do you think? I'm down with the clown. So let me know what you think there, you. What else you got? What's on your mind this week? It was also, uh, I'm not that big. Calm down, you. I meant you have a big heart like this. You can take it. Um, man, I get so distracted so easily. It's just not fair. You ever go out to the kitchen for a snack, right? And you realize you're the only one in the house. So, um, what was I getting at? What was I going to say? Two sizes too small, actually. Come on, you. And it's hard, bro. ADHD. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think, I've never been diagnosed. So, um, but settle down, Bieber. Yeah, thanks there, Junior. Um, what were we talking about? What were we going to do? So, this is killing me. Good thing it's not live. I can edit this back later, right? Um, where are we going from here? What's next? Hard talkers in need competition for the name. We don't have to have competition. We just, you know, it's, it's nice. But I, I'd love to hear the thoughts to vote on. We can even, I think you can do voting buttons and stuff. We can, we can do all the thing. So let me know what you think. What's the dealio? Um, what's on your mind? Oh, I know what I was going to say. Yeah, boom. It, it's all coming back to me now. Uh, meatloaf style. So last week it was recommended. This isn't Microsoft Outlook. I don't know. I don't. The Outlook looks good. We talked about having these either every other week or every week. Mads, potties. Potties, Ange? You sure? Did you think that through? Mads, potties? Let's think about this. But it, I don't hate it. Let, let's keep it going. We'll, we'll try it out. Let's put it in the parking lot. Um, do we want to do this every week or every other week? LOL. JK, LOL. How's the timing? What's the what's the uh, the frequency look like for you? Are you going to be able to make it? Is it something that's doable? Can we sustain this at every two weeks? Or do you want to go back to once a week? I get that you've all got lives. You've got busy schedules. I'm just hanging out, doing my thing. Like I said, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be watching Family Guy or Adventure Time or something. So you tell me what you want. I'm here for you. Play on House of the Dead Housemates. House of the Dead Housemates. I'm on the frequency. Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House. Okay. Play on House of the Dead Housemates. Housemates. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I don't want to be a Marley mate. <laughs> that sounds like a coffee additive. Marley mate. Pass the Marley mate. Would you put two sugars and a Marley mate in there for me? This is a shot of that juice. Hold on. All right, I need to take it down a notch there. But we got something to work with. I don't want him calling me matey any more than shipmate. That's fine. I wouldn't do that anyways. But... Matey. We'll work with that stuff. Housemates. Kind of like the real world, right? We need a puck 
We got a Beth. I'm getting my seasons mixed up. I'm going way back. I'm going way back. Um, don't knife hand me, sir. Aha, it's forced a habit. I didn't even realize I was doing it. But, um, where people stop being real and start being what? Hold on. Stop being kind. I forget what the, how it goes. MTV is the real world where people stop being something and start being real. I don't know. Um, that ain't no knife hand. Get out of here, Junior. Calm yourself. Stop being polite. <laughs> oh, man. Stop being polite and start being real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. And start being real. Boom. I was just talking about this the other day, too. I was talking about The Miz, actually. And I don't watch current wrestling. And maybe he's not even wrestling anymore. I don't even know. But he started off on the real world, for those of you that don't remember that. Um, and he was always very passionate about wanting to become a professional wrestler. And he had his whole persona, he had his whole gimmick, everything, The Miz. And I just thought it was super cool. And then to find out years later he had actually gotten in there was pretty sweet. I actually uh, got to see him wrestle in Providence. But The Mad Matters. Mad Matters. Angry Matters. Angry Matters. Interesting. Okay. Is it matters or maters? Like the truck? Or like family? Like Urkel? Angry Urkel? Ang family matters? Angry Urkel matters? Mat maters. Maters. Okay. Well, we got lots to work with. We're good. We're good. I see you. You've got stuff in the comment section here. Post it on the thing. Mad Marley's Mad 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 Hatters. Two on the nose. I don't know. There you go. Okay, Mad Hatters. Marley's Mad Hatters. Maybe. That could work. That could work. I think there was a squadron called the Mad Hatters. Maybe the Top Hatters. I don't know. Everything blends together. It doesn't matter. The, the rules are made up and the points don't matter. There you go. All right. So we've got some stuff to work with. we got some Top Hatters. I think that was the Top Hatters, yeah. So let's let's play around. We'll kick it around. I'll write some of these down. I'll come back, revisit it. We can look at those and, uh, you know, I'll put it up on the, on the Facebook and uh, you can vote. We'll see, see what we get, see what we come up with. And if you got more, slide them into my DMs, as the kids say. You know what I'm saying? The DMs. I think that means, um, I don't even know what that means either, but it doesn't matter. It's, it's all make-believe. What other questions do you have for me tonight? What can I do for you? What would you like to see? What would you like to hear? Are there any pieces that you're familiar with that uh, you may want to check out? Not a biggie, but think about it. Or uh, is there anything that you would like me to see, uh, see me create? How should I dress up the skelly next? So my sister Kimbo got this one of the big mofo 12-foot skeletons and for she got it just in time for this weekend, this past weekend. The parade goes right past her house and they built a giant Uncle Sam top hat for her. It's pretty pretty badass. And so the intent is to leave it up year round and she wants to dress it up every time. So what's next? Um I don't know. What's on the horizon? 
Juneteenth, I wouldn't, I, I, I probably wouldn't do anything for that. Fourth uh, of July, you could probably bust out that Uncle Sam hat again. Maybe tape some sparklers to his fingers. I don't know. You got, you got time, Kimbo. Do you still have the zombies with the entrails? Uh, afraid not, Junior. I, um, I ended up doing. Uh, I had, I sold those in the yard sale in one of the moves because we were running out of space and time and the continuum. So uh, I put them out there just to actually to grab attention for a, a yard sale, just to get rid of some stuff. And somebody stopped in one of those and, and I had to part with them. So they, uh, they survived several moves with a lot of, uh, a lot of reinforcement, but they ended up going to a good home at a, at a local haunt. And someday I'll, I'll make some new ones with, Lessons learned and a lot of better practice. So, yeah, but they were fun to work on. What Timmy is referring to there is I had built two freestanding life-size tall zombies, uh, a groundbreaker or a crawler, and it was all just done out of scrap wood material, um, old clothes, chicken wire, and great stuff, and paper mache, and just loaded it up. And it was just, it was nasty. I used an old, like, ruptured garden hose to have... Spilled entrails coming out. Good times. Family fun stuff. You know, the huge. So there you go, Kimbo. Pride Month. Do you have any projects coming up for or in preparation for Halloween? Yeah, I have. Um, I've got some wheels turning. I tend to buy things when I can. And so right now I actually have a... I have two half torsos excuse me um one is a female torso one i think is male if i remember right and they're both on hangers and <laughs> uh, i think what i'm gonna do is turn one into just more of a prop because it's been several years since i've really made some really nasty gory looking props i've done a lot more sculpture related stuff and um not so much Halloween prop stuff. So I think I'm gonna turn one of those into just a uh, disemboweled, severed limb, severed head, something, something, you know, like a nice centerpiece for like a, a meal. Uh, bon Jones, he asks, he says, in all of your episodes, you say I had a lot of fun working on this piece. Do you ever have, do you ever not have fun with your art? Actually, yeah, uh, sometimes things don't go as planned. And actually, um, it's not often, and, and it's actually more common to start off with an idea and then evolve into something else. But there are times when it just doesn't come together. It's just not working, and it just it doesn't work. Um, that's that's the best time to just kind of step away. It's like I, I I'm gonna put this on hold for a little bit. Maybe I come back and revisit it, but then it ends up kind of coming into something else. Maybe maybe I start over. Uh, I've got pieces that I, I really love. I've got some pieces that I don't like at all. Like I just, they didn't turn out as I expected to, and I just kind of get disappointed in them. And at a certain point, you kind of have to just call it what it is because you, you put so much time and effort into something and then for it to not work, like it doesn't all not work. It just doesn't all necessarily come together. Other than the starred Spangler, your Halloween costume for the year. Hmm. So... Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I've always got stuff at the ready. 
I have uh, a makeup kit that has tons and tons of different makeup and brushes and sponges and zombie lenses. So I've always got something to go at any moment. I feel like your taking, your taking could be put to good use if you have local events to showcase. Yes, actually, uh, I do want to 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 showcase some stuff. In fact, I want to get into a local con to start there with some of those pieces. Uh, there are plenty of festivals and lots of different art shows around here in Rochester. Lots of stuff going on, so I definitely wish to to do that. Jess asked, do you always finish an art project or are there times when you abandon something partway through? Actually, I have started a piece and I realized that I didn't, I never finished it. In fact, I I rediscovered it um, a couple of months ago. I've got a giant poster size. You're probably thinking poster size. How do you, how do you forget about that? Well, it's it's a poster size piece once it's finally done, but there's several small pieces that I did. It's black and white collage, and I've actually done a, a, a series of several of them that that go back all the way twenty plus years ago, and I would just continue to build off of them. And by the time they're assembled, I, I end up putting it into an actual poster size frame, but I build it kind of piece by piece, and they're all kind of just layer together and then I'll do separate pieces and then combine them like a puzzle. And then I will overlap it so that they could be a piece on their own, like each individual section of it, or it becomes one huge piece. Well, I was going through some stuff. And as I've mentioned before in several other episodes or shows that I save everything. I save scraps. I save wrappers I save packaging because like if I if I feel like I could use it in a piece somewhere I've saved labels like when I used to drink I would soak beer bottles especially like stuff like Oktoberfest and all the falls of pumpkin beers I would love all the artwork on the labels and I would I would soak them so the labels came off and then I would use them in other pieces so I've saved all sorts of stuff well I came across these other two pieces and they're giant poster size but I they're not finished that I haven't assembled them yet. So I need to finish them. So that's a very long winded answer to your question, Jess, as far as do I ever abandon something? I guess maybe not so much abandon, but forget about. And uh, I'm glad that I found them because I'd like to finish them. And I'm excited to finish them because I want to talk about them on here. One is a concept of it's all black and white. Everything is printed off. Like I, I would print things in black and white, grayscale, and then I cut it out. And then I draw over it in Sharpie. And so once I had all these different cutouts, I would then assemble it and I would use rubber cement to just put it all together. And one piece that I did was uh, Jason versus Michael. So Jason Voorhees versus Michael Myers, 31 versus 13, other way around. And yeah, so it was, it was, it's kind of like that, oh, that fan fiction film that people want to see but it'll never get made because it's just, it's impossible. But I, I created that piece and I need to assemble it and frame it. Then it'll be good to go. And then I did another one, which I really, really love. Conceptually, it is zombies on the planet of the apes. And I really love how that came together. Same idea, same concept. Um, that one's not quite done, 
like neither one are, are technically done, but like there's still a little bit that I could do to, to finish them up, but, and it wouldn't take long. In fact, I've got everything I need to do it. I just need to, to actually sit down and do it. The problem with having a lot of ideas is having a lot of ideas because I end up getting so excited about something that I'll focus on that. And before it's even done, a squirrel over here draws my attention to something else and I'll start working on that. And then, oh, there's another one. And before you know it, I've got like piece after piece just like hanging out. And sometimes I can just like muscle through and I'll just focus on everything on one piece and then I'm done. And then I get to the other ones or I don't know. It just, it's constantly emotion. Sorry, very long-winded answer there. Beth asked if I have a signature move when I finalize my work. I'll drop an elbow just, just on whatever's nearby. It could be a little kid. It could be an old lady. I don't know. I don't care. I'll drop it on them. They shouldn't have been standing there. You know what I'm saying? But typically, I just sign them. I have a, a rule that my <laughs> – wait a second. Isn't Dirk Diggler? Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, the Marky Mark – We'll get to that in just a second, Kevin. But uh, yeah, I have a rule that when I sign a piece, if I sign it, it's done. The moment I sign it, I will not go back and re redo anything. I won't, I won't touch anything up. If it's like a collage, if it needs some maintenance, like let's say like a piece falls off or something, which happens sometimes, like the rubber cement will dry out and I'll, I'll lose a piece. I'll reattach it, but it's not, I'm not changing anything. So that's kind of a, I guess, a signature rule that I have. Yes. So the Marky Mark Planet of the Apes deviates from the rest of the entire franchise. So you've got the original series, then you've got the Tim Burton Marky Mark reboot ish, 99, 99, I think. And then that went nowhere, although I, I like it. It was definitely a different take. Um, Burt Reynolds is not in there. Uh, but you might be thinking of something else. And then the new trilogy, which is cool. And then, of course, you got all the spinoff series with the different comics and fan fiction and so forth. But I love Planet of the Apes. As you can see right behind me, that guy uh, in that big piece that I featured, I think, early on in one of the first few episodes of of the podcast. But there, there's a quote that I use that's from the original movie. And I've talked about it on the show before, but I've used it in several pieces about um, Beware the Beast Man. And um, it just, it's, it's spot on. Man, I'm running out of breath. Either I can't keep up with your questions or, or you're just captivated. Or maybe you fell asleep. I'm not sure which. But that's okay. Um, like I said before, I'll keep talking as long as you're there. But I appreciate the turnout. A lot of awesome names on here tonight. I know I've called some of you out, but it, it's it's not lost on me who's on there and uh, the fact that you're taking time to be here to support this and um, listen to my rambling. But it's uh, it's always good to to see familiar names and faces, even though I can't see your faces. I can see tiny little circles that are like this big, and most of them are faces like Beth and Boost. What comics are you currently reading? There is a, a comic line called, um, <laughs> The Creeps. It was The Creeps and then it turned to Shudder. I think there were some licensing issues, but it's, it's basically done in the style of the old horror comics, like the old, um, 
Tales from the Crypt and things of that nature. And it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, eerie, creepy, things of that nature. Those are the those are the fun styles. And that's pretty cool. Shout out to Boosted, you bet. And um, yeah, I, I've always got... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my camera and just kind of pan it over here a little bit. This guy right here, that table, as you can see, that stack, those are all unread comics at the ready, ready to go. I've got comics stacks on stacks, as the kids say, and I've always got a ton. So whenever the moment hits, boom, I grab one. There it is. And it's everything. It's everything from horror comics to superheroes to just just anything um if it's a comic i'll read it tales from the crypt was legit indeed and that's how i had bedtime stories read to me that old crypt keeper on hbo that's right got it on the dvd you know yeah the box set it's fun but yeah i um there's tons of x-men in there uh, of course, Superman's always in uh, in abundance. I scored some pretty sweet things on Free Comic Book Day. Usually most shops will really um, have a lot of good deals out there. And I picked up some old Conan comics. Uh, <laughs> I've got a number of various... I mean, it's not just comic books either. I've got old Monster Magazines. Um, old G.I. Joe mags. I've got a bunch of tattoo magazines, which got some ink coming up here in the near future. Got some more stuff coming. So, yeah, always got something going. Even though I read it at a comic book level and not really books with words, um, I think reading's good, especially with a guy like me. Keep the brain fresh, keep the ideas coming. But I think I mentioned before on a previous episode, I think it was the pilot actually, I got into comics not so much for reading and for the stories, but for the uh, for the artwork. That's what I would use to kind of help learn how to draw. Other than Ouija, have you ever thought of making a piece out of an old school game board? I have. I've um, like maybe perhaps start Spangler Clue. <laughs> I uh, when I go to thrift shops, there are, are board games in abundance, and I think if I were to do a piece like that, it would have to be something quite vintage. Like I would, I'd want it to be significantly older, which isn't hard to find, but you know, I don't really care if the pieces are missing. Like I think it would be cool to have a Monopoly board to use old Monopoly money. I think Clue would be awesome, but I probably wouldn't do it as, as you might expect. I don't think I would turn it into a game. I think I would just use the game board as like a canvas. Rock'em Sock'em Spangler. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, Rock'em Sock'em. Um, game board. So in the tattoo shop that I go to in Vermont, it's uh, it has some, some local art up there, and somebody has taken some street signs. Whoever the artist is, I'm not sure if it's one of the one of the uh, artists in the shop or if it's if it's just one of their buddies or something, but they've taken like like no parking signs or like a handicap sign and painted on it. So like two thirds of the sign are still clear as to what the original sign was. And then from the bottom, there's like some the, the classic waves or, you know, just like a little scene or something, but I've, I've wanted to acquire some signage so I could do something like that. I love getting ideas 
from seeing other people's stuff and wanting to take that idea and then do something slightly different with it. Like take the, the concept and then just do something of my own on there. And I think that would be fun, but I think that's probably something along the lines of what I would do with a game board. I'll be going to thrift shops this weekend. It's, it's just what I do. I might not even wait till the weekend. Um, there could very well be a thrift shop on my way home from work tomorrow. That's for sure. Postcards, menus, yeah. The star, sky's the limit. I almost said the star's the limit. Star Spangler's the limit. Hold on. Nobody puts his belt in the corner. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I, I, I like to... That's why I think I'm drawn to doing a lot of stuff on upcycled um, thrift shop art because it's just... It, it gets mass produced. It's usually pretty gaudy or already tacky and it's on its own. And so people, I don't know, a lot of times thrift shop, it's, it's dead people stuff. So you get this old stuff that people don't want anymore. They donate it, their grandkids or great grandkids or whoever, or people, they buy it thinking it's looking sharp. And then they're like, what was I thinking when I bought this? I'm going to donate it because nobody else wants it. I'll take it. I'm going to church it up and I'm going to destroy it. And then I'll put something on there, put some cartoons on there, biggity bam, I'm happy. Uh, Kimbo says, we got some signs. I'll take them. I will take them. Yeah, that's, I love stuff like that. Um, I'm a big time dumpster diver. If I see something on the side of the road, well, like, I think when I first started the page, shortly after, um, I was driving home from work and there's a huge garbage pile. Must have been like a big pickup day. Ace of base. I saw the sign. Indeed. Um, and there were these two big dolls, like tall dolls. I don't know. This, like, I don't know, three or four, three and a half feet. The big ones. Um, and they were on top. And I'm like, it caught my eye. Could have been two miles away. And I spotted it. And I stopped my truck right in the middle of the road. Nobody's around. Put in park, ran out. And there's this little kid like playing on the sidewalk. And I'm like, hey, um, is this trash? Is this garbage? And the kid's like, uh, no, that, that stuff's for sale. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, all right, well, is there an adult that I can talk to so I could maybe buy these? And then the kid's like, it's not for sale. It's garbage. I'm like, I know, kid. Get out of here. So I snatched up these dolls, but I, I put them on the page, and I've started working on one. Um, and it's, it's in progress. I'm like looking at it right now. It's in progress. I'm, I'm not really, not really sure what direction it's going, but it's going to be definitely different. It's got some Betty Boop lips, and I think I might do something with the face like that, but I'm not sure yet. Um, yeah, we'll see. Sky's the limit. Don't know how I got on that topic. I should take some focus medicine before this, maybe something. Cup of coffee, some more seltzer. All right, so it is 7.44. Are there any questions, thoughts, or ideas that you have as we kind of wrap up? Focus tea, is that a thing? I'm gonna set this down. This dude's heavy, six pounds, six LBs. Solid gold. Yeah, solid as a rock. Tina Turner. Um, any questions? Uh-huh. Okay, well, maybe I'll get some focus tea. Good enough. 
Anything before we head out for this week and we meet again here on the near horizon. Again, thank you everybody for coming out. Uh, I think that with each growing episode, we'll make more progress. Um, but this isn't possible without you. What does Christopher Walken think of your work? Well, it's not bad. It's all right. That's right. Most of the time, just talking to my guy all wrong, it's the wrong tone. You do it again, I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. That's right. Whoa. Favorite spot to paint other than your home? I, I don't go anywhere. I'm not the type of guy that's going to take a, an easel and a canvas out uh, on a pond somewhere and just do that. I've never, that's never been my style. Um, pretty much, yeah, just here. That's all. Had to do it. Thanks, Timmy. Hard talking, hard walking. Whoa, Bruce Wayne is Batman. Hmm. Try it on for size. Okay. All right. I think since we had to introduce the legend, uh, it's a great way to wrap it up. Thank you, as always, for joining. It was great to see those names. Uh, thanks for busting my chops. I gotta have more cowbell. That's right. I got a fever. Man. I'm gonna be doing this the rest of the night. It's not like I could turn it off. Where's that off button? Where is it? It doesn't exist. But there was a Macarena in there. All right. On that note, shootings. What are you talking about, Junior? Autocorrect. Damn it. Okay, good. Because this is a family show. Hard spocking. No! Oh, that's... Come on, Beth. You had to go there. You bring the Spock in here. Get the Spock out of here. You know what I'm saying? Snoogans. There you go. How do you get shootings from Snoogans? Damn autocorrect. All right. There we go. There you have it. Here we are now. Entertain us. Lamau. All right. I, uh, I'm going to head out like a fetus, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace and hair grease. Thanks for stopping by. How do I turn this off? Where'd it go? Stop. Finish. By the time this episode premieres, it will have been almost a whole month from when the original broadcast took place live. And that means that it's probably the end of June, more than likely the 30th of June, which means that summer is one third over, which is awesome. Because the sooner we can get through summer, the faster we can get to fall and biggity-bam, Halloween decor. So, let's have at it. But listen, since it is the summertime still, it's not lost on me that some of you are probably out enjoying some fun in the sun. Tell you what, you can have my portion of sun. You can have my rations of sand. I don't want it. I'm not going to use it. But while you're out there, wear sunscreen. Okay? If you're on the water, be safe. All right, do me a flavor, help out our servicemen and women in the Coast Guard because they are phenomenal and literally, in my opinion, walk on water. And of course, I got to shout out to the Coast Guard Auxiliary because, you know, they're, uh, they're doing the do from a volunteer perspective exclusively. So show them some love, practice boating safety. Listen, on the topic of, of boating... 
you know, while you're out there doing your thing, making waves as such, not the kind of waves I like to make, but be mindful of jet skis while you're out there. And, you know, on the, on the subject of jet skis, I feel like that's also another lost opportunity. Who was who thinking about that in the, in the marketing meeting, right? They're sitting around the table. What do we call these things? And I, I feel like that was uh, something that could have been a much easier solution, a much cooler name. Something like, I don't know, motorcycles. I'll show myself out. Okay, folks, thank you for joining again this week. Art is a powerful thing, and I appreciate your willingness to hear my stories. And if you keep listening, I'll keep talking. I urge you to do what makes you happy, and never accept anyone that treats you less than. Have the courage to be you and try things on. Besides, every day is Halloween. Special thanks to our friends at Pecan Pie and Subsonic Voodoo for providing these epic musical selections. To see these works as discussed, follow on Facebook at Marley Ramone's Mad Mad House of the Dead podcast page or on Instagram at MRMMHOD. You can find this podcast on most major streaming platforms. And most importantly, if there's one thing that you take away from this stupid little podcast, it's to remember that you are not alone ever. Dial 988 for the National Suicide and Crisis Lifeline or Veterans Crisis Line, also 988, then press 1 or text to 838-255. Until next time, be creative and go tell someone you love them.